friends. I am so excited that you are tuning in today. I just had the insane privilege of sitting down with my new friend, Molly Asplin. She is a 15 star diamond with body. She has been in the industry for eight years. She's a legacy club, like 1 million plus earner leads a team of 1200 plus coaching partners and has a passion for leadership development. So I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this conversation. We had so many mic drop moments, okay, that you are going to want to listen to the entire thing. In fact, we were talking for like over an hour and I think we both agreed by the end of the conversation, we could literally just continue to talk about relationships and really just this concept that it is a necessity if you are looking to build a large, you know, sustainable business in the network marketing direct sales industry. So you are going to be so excited after you listen to this, be sure to go follow her and connect with her. And I'll put all of the links uh, to access her podcast, as well as how to connect with her on social media in the show notes. So let's get into the episode. Hey friend, are you looking to start a fun business on the side, but don't know where or how to get started? Are you in direct sales, network marketing, or social retail and looking for tangible ways to scale your business? You've come to the right place. Welcome to the Socially Selling Podcast with me, Becky Baxter. I was a teacher by trade turned entrepreneur. I am a mompreneur who has invested time, energy, and resources into growing a multi-million dollar business, all while playing the role of wife, mama, leader, friend, and CEO. I will share tangible tips, hacks, and raw moments that have led to my continued success. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss out on any of these real life messy moments that have created incredible magic and changed the trajectory of my life. Let's get into the episode. Well, I am so excited to be chatting with Becky today. Becky Baxter and I were like, we have become acquaintances, as we mentioned in the intros. Um, and we're excited to dive into all things relationships today and just being a genuine professional friend maker. Um, Becky, I can't wait to chat today. I know. I'm really excited about this topic. I think it's something that isn't talked about enough, to be yeah. completely honest. And I would go as far to say that the majority of people who have either become a top income earner or they are approaching that stage or just have had a certain amount of success in this industry, they would say that this needs to be a priority. 100%. Absolutely. It's kind of like, you know, when you're building a house, I feel like relationships and connecting with people, that's the foundation. And Mm -hmm. until you really get a good handle on that, I feel like you can't really build the rest of the house and right. do fun, glamorous decorating and stuff until you've like really got this part down. So I'm excited to dive into like the nitty gritty of it, because just like you said, I feel like it's not really talked about. So yeah. um, Becky, Becky, do you want to share about your experience, like yeah. with sales and service and, you know, how you've really become a master at this and good at this yourself? Yeah. Awesome. Um, so I actually have 
my, you know, I have such a passion for this industry as a whole because it changed my life. I um, just kind of taken everyone back. For those people who have not met me yet, I um, was a teacher by trade. So I was a kindergarten teacher and I absolutely love education. You know, I love like planning the lessons and preparing and helping others have, you know, overcome um, struggles and obstacles. And so that really transferred when I entered into the direct sales space. And the reason why I did it was because I wanted to be a stay at home mom, which is so funny, right? Like I had all these grand plans for my life. I had no desire to stay home. I had always told my husband, teaching is the perfect mom job, right? Like this is what I'm going to do forever. And then, you know, your priorities change when you have kids. And so I was like looking for something and I essentially, I, I signed up with Pampered Chef. It was my very first company. It was my first time, you know, doing anything with direct sales. I had no idea what I was doing, uh, but I was willing to learn, you know, I was eager and willing. And so I was actually with Pampered Chef for seven and a half years. And during my time there, I was able to become a national executive director. So I got to the top of the compensation plan. I was in the top five in developing leaders in the entire company um, at one point, as well as I had, you know, my organization was doing around 8 million a year. Wow. Uh, and so very healthy and thriving. And, but I made like a huge shift and decided that I really wanted to do a little bit more of like speaking and training sure. and podcasting. And so um, I made this huge transition and shift. And I was also able to work with do some consulting work with a startup company as well. So that was that was pretty cool and fun. Um, but yeah, I just it has changed my life. I mean, I love what this opportunity can do that it is no like respecter of persons, meaning like anyone can enter into this industry, but you have to be willing to put in the work and be coachable. And I think anyone can have success if you have those qualities. Yeah, that's awesome. You're and you're like stats, Becky, are so impressive. And I like it because you've you've really walked the walk, you know, like you have you have lived this and now you're teaching it to others. And so I think it's awesome. Well, and I, yeah, because the leader sets the pace, right? Yes. And I think I mean you obviously embody that from what yeah. I can tell. I mean, yeah. I don't know your stats. You'll have to share those here in a second, yeah. but you're always posting about like celebrating someone else's success, right? And that, you know, stems from the topic we're going to talk about today, like relationships. Yeah. So I want to share a little bit about your journey. Yeah. Well, you just saying that makes me think of when I was starting off in my business, not really knowing where it was going to go. I heard a quote and I think it's by Zig Ziglar. And it's, if you help enough other people reach their goals, you'll reach yours. And I, I was like, gosh, that really just hits, hit, that hits me. And I'm like, okay, so if I just really, you know, get to know enough other people and like really like understand their pain points and how they need help. And, you know, I'm in the health and fitness space and I, I love that. I'm like, if I, if I do that with enough people in turn as a byproduct, I will reach my goals. And so it really took me from like, maybe being more um, like, self, not self-centered, but like inward focused to yeah. like, I'm here to serve. I am here to give. It's not really even about me. It's about how can I help others? And so I have been partnered with body, formerly beach body, now body for the last eight years. And it started as a really like, I'd say fun side hobby for me. Just, I was working in corporate accounting and I needed something 
to call my own and something fulfilling aside from spreadsheets and month end and meetings. And I was like, this is really fun. And I've always liked health and wellness. So it was a good little, I'd say passion project on the side. And then I, I got my first few paychecks to be really candid. I got my first few paychecks and I was like, and they weren't anything substantial, but they were something. And I saw those hit my bank account. And I was like, you know what? This is money that like I earned. Like I didn't have to, you know, wait around for a raise. I didn't have to, you know, do anything with my corporate. Like this is like mine. And I thought it was so cool. It really took me from employee mindset to entrepreneur to understand, okay, if I really leaned into this, I could, I could probably make it meaningful income too. So anyway, since then, you know, eight years later, I've, I've hit the top rank of beach body. We call it, or body, sorry. We call it 15 star diamond. That's the top of the compensation plan. And um, I think more than that, I've helped a lot of other, a lot of other women earn meaningful income, you know, and meaningful can be Mm -hmm. different for every person, but I've helped a lot of women like, you know, exit their, their full-time jobs and really make this their own and create a lifestyle that they're excited about every day. Um, and it really does. It all goes back to relationships, you know, relationships with them, but also helping them form relationships in a meaningful Mm -hmm. way so that they're able to sell effectively and meaningfully. And so, yeah, I am excited to chat about how, how do we do that? Um, Yes. Becky, let me ask you this question. Um, A fear that people have when they start businesses like these online at home direct selling type businesses is I don't know enough people. You know, I don't want to spam all my friends and family. How do I grow my network? Like, how does, how do you answer that question? Well, I think the beauty is we are living in a very virtual world. Right. And, uh, and I think there, of course, are challenges that come with that, right? Like with how can I foster and nurture a relationship virtually, but because we are in a virtual world, we have access to so many more people, right. To so many more areas of the country and the world, you know, and I think because of that, one thing that I heard recently, someone shared on our training who she's like, very successful in Modere. And, you know, she was sharing with our free community that she tries to make one friend a day. And I think people kind of like overcomplicate this, like, oh, I don't know enough people or, oh, I don't, whatever. But I think there's so much power in thinking through the lens of like just one more because it is overwhelming, you know, and it's not like, oh, how can I be friends with like hundreds of people when really there's power in like a connection with one, because that one could become the next 15 star, you know, dime, whatever, you know, that that one more could become, you know, someone who maybe it's not for them, but they know someone who could become your next leader or your next business builder. And I just think when you kind of take a step back and um, I don't want to say slow down, because I think there's power in like, you know, I don't want to say hustling, but like, you know, success loves speed. But I think if you have a strategy where you're saying, you know, I'm just going to try to connect consistently and be intentional, then it's not as overwhelming. And I think too, you know, when people would start and join, you know, at least Pampered Chef, when I was coaching people and onboarding people and they would say that to me, I would usually say like, well, do you know four people? Like, do you know four people that you can connect with? Uh, And I think there's a lot of power that can come from just a few 
really good people versus a lot of warm bodies. That's my opinion. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of like quality over a quantity mindset. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, quantity is important to a certain degree because I'll, right. I also have partners that I mentor who are like, well, you know, I chatted with five people this last month and nobody wanted to join me. And I'm like, yeah, that's just not enough, you know, no. <laughs> um, but doing it in a quality way is so important. Um, mm-hmm. and let me just give an example to piggyback off what Becky just said, like making, you know, one friend a day. Cause I know someone, someone's going, yeah, but how do I do that? Am I just like adding them as a friend on Facebook and like liking their posts? Like, what does that mean? And so I, I am very much in this space and I am living it and executing on it every day. And something that I have done in the last nine months, cause I was pregnant with my third baby. We just had our third is I connected with so many awesome moms who are, who are, who were also going from two to three kids. And I did that using like hashtags, like future mom of three, mom of three journey, um, family of five, like, um, and I I honestly had a lot of them who did come over to my page too. And I noticed that and because I was sharing about pregnancy and whatnot. And anyway, but I took the time to like really get to know each of them. And here's the thing without expectation. So there's probably like, 20 of these women moms who are awesome. And now we've all had our babies right around the same time. Um, I sent them some Starbucks cards in the mail, like $5 to Starbucks. Like, Hey, hope mom life is going well. Um, these are just like awesome women. I have no clue if they'll ever join me. I, I don't really care. Right. Like if they do awesome, but I feel like these are honestly gen like friends that I have met in the online space that I would love to meet up for a walk. I don't think a lot of them aren't even local, but, or get coffee with, or, you know, and if they do end up wanting to work on their health and fitness alongside me, that's going to be really fun. Or if they end up wanting to, you know, start a coaching business, that's going to be really fun, but doing it without expectation, I think is really key. Otherwise you get in this mindset of, well, I asked this many people and no one wanted to do it or, I, I sent them four messages and then I invited them and they said, no. And it's like, that's, this is an art, not a science. And you really just have to be a friend with no expectation. Yeah. Well, and I think that represents the whole like scarcity mindset abundance and recognizing that, you know, I'm just going to continue to make those connections and show up and keep expanding my network. And then I know the byproduct, right? I know that eventually, right? I'm going to come in contact with someone who is going to need what I have to offer. And the interesting thing to me is that the way we treat people in their season of no will determine if you are their yes, right? And so I think, you know, I've, when I think back on my journey, I've had people like, I even met this girl one time. Do you remember sweet CC's that like ice cream place or whatever? It's like yogurt, something. Okay there was like this sweet girl there who was like incredibly precious to my daughter at the time she was like two or three. And I was, you know, I started to leave and I just went up to her and I was like, Hey, you know, this is really random, but I was like, can I connect with you on Facebook? Because I, you know, I don't know if you're ever looking for any additional income, but I said that you just seem like the kind, you have the kind of character of someone I would love to work with. And she was just like, so flattered. She wasn't like, wasn't like, oh, you're so weird or whatever. And she was like, oh, sure. You know, and so I found her on Facebook. I sent her a friend request and probably um, 
three or four years later, she joined my team and became a leader. And it's just interesting because at the time she was in college, right? She was like getting ready to graduate and get married and just all this stuff. And so I think I'm not saying you have to wait three or four years, right? To find your next leader. But I think just like you were talking about having that mindset of like, I'm going to be open to connecting with people and forming relationships with the mindset that this can lead to my next business builder or my, or my next opportunity. Yeah. Oh, that's really good. And what was that quote, Becky? Your current like, nose will lead to your future yeses or something. Yeah. I felt like, girl, I don't even remember what I said. <laughs> I was like, that is a, that is a, a mic drop of a quote. It was something like, you know, your, your nose right now lead to your, yeah. and how you handle them, create your yes. future yeses. Determine whether they want to do business with you. Cause I always yeah. tell people when you hear a no, you, you almost need to ask like, is that a no, not right now or a no, not ever, because yeah. they might be open to the opportunity at some point, but mm. so many people just get shut down by the no. And then they stop the relationship and then they're shocked when later on that person is like starting a side business or with another company or they, the worst is when they sign up or, you know, or become a customer of someone they know. And they're like, wait a minute. Like I thought, right. Yeah. And so I think just recognizing that we have to appreciate and love on people, no matter what season they're in, yes. because when the time is right. The time is right. You know? Mm-hmm. And something I always do is if I do extend an invitation of, for someone to join me, you know, and they're like, no, you know, not right now or no, because of X, Y, Z reason, you know, I'll respond to that objection and then I'll go right back into connecting with them about normal life. Right. It's like, it's very conversational. It's not mm-hmm. like, oh, okay, thanks. Bye. And never yeah. speak to them again. It's like, oh, totally understand the door is open. You know, if you change your mind in the future, I'm going to be here. And then I go back to like, how was your weekend? Like, how was your baby? Like, it's just, and I know, I know I'm making it sound easy, but it really is easy. I find that people just totally overthink it and Mm -hmm. think that it has to be like super formal. But for me, it's very conversational. Yeah. Well, and I tell one thing that we, you know, have coached our clients through the lens of like a real world scenario of like inviting to the business is okay. Think about when you're leaving a grocery store and someone is there to sell something, right? Either. I don't want to use girl scout cookies because as an example, because they're cute and sweet and everyone loves girl Girl scout cookies, but you know, maybe someone's trying to raise money for something or even soliciting, like knocking on your door, you're really hesitant and you immediately approach the situation on the defense, right? You're immediately like, Oh, I don't know if I want any part of this you know, and so chances are you're going to tell that person, no, you're like, no, thank you. I'm not interested. Or I'm, you know, in a hurry leaving the store versus the person who may be someone in your neighborhood who you have seen on walks and they like talk to you when they see you out with your dog or whatever, and they come up to your door and you're like, Hey, you know, it's so good to see you. What's going on. And they want to talk to you about you know, maybe their kids raising money for something, right? Or, hey, I'm going to be going on this mission trip and I'm trying to raise money or we're looking for people to go with us on this mission trip. You're going to be more open to that because you have a connection, you know? And same thing with business. Like when people are messaging, just like the whole concept of like cold messaging or whatever, right? If they're just like sending all of these random messages with no deposit into that relationship bank, when they're asking like, Hey, do you want to buy from me? Or, Hey, do you want to do business with me? 
it's really hard to make a withdrawal when there's no money in it. Like you go to the bank and you try to like go to the ATM and make a withdrawal and there's no money in it, right? It's going to be a negative experience, right? Yeah, yeah. There's money. If you've taken some time to connect and nurture, and I'm not saying like, you know, we're not saying like tons of time and energy, but just love on them. Just pay them a compliment. They post a new profile picture like, hey, looking great. You know, how are things going? Like, it doesn't have to be like this insane length of time but I think the value in that connection first can go so much further and people will be a little bit more open I think to that Mm -hmm. conversation of um, an opportunity if you start with that totally um and let's let's stay on that Becky with the cold messages because that's something that comes up a lot um Mm -hmm. like shoot us straight on cold messaging I don't I don't do it I never really have. I think maybe right when I started, I did because I was like, okay, I think I just have to like copy and paste this. That doesn't feel good at all. And I got like no responses. And so, but now it's like, I I don't cold message and yeah. Tell us your thoughts on that because I think people assume that's what they're going to have to do. Yeah. Well, and that you're exactly right. Well, and what's funny about this is you know, if you had asked me, I don't know, like eight, seven or eight years ago, I would have said like, yeah, for sure. You can do that because at the time it was working. Like you could theoretically just say, okay, out of this many Facebook friends, right? Like it'd be like, Hey, look at your Facebook friends and, you know, go through and just A to Z message everyone. And back then I I wouldn't say it was like a good strategy, but at the end of the day, like it worked, it did. And it was kind of a number, it was kind of a numbers game and it, it, it worked like significantly better than it would work. Right. And the thing, exactly right. It doesn't work today. I mean, it it might, but you're going to have to message a whole lot more. It's not fun. It's not fun. No, it's not authentic or genuine. Um, Okay. So recently, and I I obviously, it doesn't even matter the company or the person or whatever, but I have received this one person has messaged me the exact same message. I'm like probably 10 times over the last year. And what's interesting is I don't even know like what this person sells. Like, I don't even know like how we met. I mean, who knows? It could have been while I was, you know, in Pampered Chef or, you know, I met them in some Facebook group or what. I have no idea, but they have sent me this message over and over and I have never responded. And it's not because I want to be rude, but like the first few times I was kind of like, okay, this whatever. And now it's almost like comical. And I don't mean this to be rude, but it's like, yeah. I don't know anything of a person. And so yeah. I, I maybe would be interested in what they have to offer, but I, I have no idea what they do. I have no idea who they are. And so it just goes to show if someone like me who understands this industry does not enjoy receiving those messages, I think we have to put ourselves in the in the like place of if you are the consumer, like if you are on the receiving end, how would you like to be treated? Mm-hmm. Right. And so, you know, there have been a time or two when, you know, I've received a message out of the blue from someone that I actually have a relationship with saying something along the lines of like, hey, will you help me out or whatever? And I don't normally ever encourage people to do that. But the difference is I like had a relationship with that person. Right. But in general, when you're thinking about like a strategy for how you're going to consistently work your business and like those IPAs and showing up, cold messaging just isn't the answer anymore. It's just not. And I, I think, you know, my best advice is to create a list of either your like ideal business builder or like your ideal customer 
And a lot of people are like, oh, don't make a list, blah, blah, blah. But then it's like, if you don't have a list, you don't know, have anyone to actually connect with or who you're wanting to reach out to. And I think just recognizing, like when you look at that list, it's not a matter of copying and pasting, but it's a matter of these are the people, whether it's 50 or 100 or 200 you know, names on your list, these are the people that I need to be nurturing and commenting on their content and connecting with so that after almost like, two or three times of that, then you can transition into like an invite or mm -hmm. sharing you know, permission-based marketing, you know, sharing like, Hey, can I talk to you? Can I share something with you that I'm really excited about or whatever? Um, it's mm -hmm. just, a, it's just the quality and the end result will be a lot better if you come from that perspective. A thousand percent. Yeah. And I think with you know, I, I think having a name list is very important. I do, because the last thing I want people to get from this episode is, okay, I need to, you know, form really deep connections, you know, with my neighbors or in real life or whatever. And like that will just kind of, it'll all work out. Yeah. And like, yes, deep, like deeper relationships are good. But like mm -hmm. Becky said, this doesn't have to be super, super deep or super intricate or take a super long time, you know, mm -hmm. especially on social media, I find people are in a hurry. They like to connect. It's why they're there, but it's like, right. it's a like quick communication, right? It's fun. It's like a lot of emojis. I think like yeah. to people's stories. Um, and so it doesn't have to take an eternity, but I do think when you use people's names, um, when you make it about yeah. them and not about you, um, mm -hmm. You know, like I have a, a gal right now who's been, who's been chatting with me and I think she has some type of at-home business, but we have literally just been chatting about mom life and um, pregnancy and that kind of thing. And I was like, if she sent me an invite right now to whatever she's doing, I would totally join her. Like I would totally yeah. buy her beauty products or whatever. I'm like, cause I just like her. And yeah. like we, she is like, have been a professional friend maker to me with no expectation. I don't think she has mm -hmm. one. Um, but, and it's quick, it's like quick things that she's like, oh my gosh, cute tank top. Oh my gosh. Like, oh, family yeah. photos. They're such a cluster. And we're just like having a good time chatting about this, a similar season of life. And I think that's really how you can build your list effectively. Cause you might be like, I don't know who would make a good client. I don't even have clients yet. Or, you know, maybe you're working on that same thing with business builder. Maybe you don't have a team yet. People in the same season of life as you are oftentimes a really good fit because mm -hmm. they can speak your language in terms of pain point or pain points, busyness. Um, what you're dealing with is probably what they're dealing with. So any other advice, Becky, on like, how do you build that list? Like whose name should go on it? Yeah. So I usually tell people that when you think about whether it's a business builder or a client or a you know, whatever. I think um, if you think about the season that you were in when you started your business as well, you know, yes, the season you're in now, but also I think the problem that was solved for you is very yeah. often a problem that you can solve for someone else. And so sometimes we get so wrapped up in like where the season we are now, and even, you know, maybe you have a certain level of success if you're listening to this and you're kind of maybe forgot like why you started your business or forgot the whole reason you got into it. And I mean, I can remember feeling like, oh, 
I'm not as relatable. At one point in my career, I was like, I'm not as relatable. You know, I was making over six figures and I was just kind of like feeling like, I don't know. And there was, it's interesting we're talking about relationships because my cousin actually ended up joining me and becoming an executive in my first line. Like she was very, very successful, six figure earner. Um, so she was very close to the top of the company as well. And, you know, the, she had always said she was never gonna have kids. And when she got pregnant, she got married, got pregnant, and, you know, she was going to go back to teaching. So there's also a teacher, right? So it's interesting. And she started talking to me about it. And I had never talked to her about the business because I was at that time, right? This was early in my career. I didn't want to be like that person, right? Like I was so hesitant of, and, and I wanted to like save that relationship. I also didn't want to damage it, right? Yes. Or take away from the business I already had, right? Because I was in that scarcity mindset. And, you know, after like several months of, you know, me realizing she was like looking for something, I did, I asked her, I started to talk to her a little bit about it. And I, you know, just was like, Hey, you know, if this is something that you're looking for, like, I would be happy to help you. You know, I know that you're capable. I know you could do what I do. And, you know, we just kind of had this like candid, like open conversation from the lens of like, I want to help you. I wasn't trying to convince her to do anything. Yeah. And from that, I realized very quickly, like, instead of me worrying about losing like recruit leads or losing whatever I would lose, you know, if she were to sign up, I realized like the impact and the, you know, momentum that can be created when someone else comes into my organization and duplicates, right? Multiplies, which is like the basis of our program, like multiplies yeah. what I am doing. And that's what she did. I mean, she was so coachable, but it's just interesting because, you know, I was so hesitant in the beginning and it was never a like, you know, it was never about like, oh, I need one more recruit or, you know, never about the volume or the numbers or a certain qualification from the company. It was, I recognized there was a need, a problem that was solved for me, right? Like yeah. I wanted to stay home and that was something she desired. And I immediately was like, I've got to talk to her about this. Like this, like, I I've done that. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. I've heard before that your best customer or business builder is a is the past version of yourself. Mm, and I think yeah. that there's a lot of, a lot of truth to that. And so if like Becky's saying, if you're constantly telling your story and not, mm. not forgetting about who that person, what, who you were when you started and like really get into those pain points on how you felt about maybe Becky, like rushing to the classroom or you know, feeling like she was doing lesson plans every Sunday night, like really getting specific about these things. I think that can really bring in, um, the right people, you know? Yeah. So totally. it's called niche market. And something we say is if you try to speak to everyone, you don't speak to anyone. Mm -hmm. I think another thing about quality conversations and like quality inviting and who go like whose names should be going on the list is, people you are genuinely excited to potentially spend time with, um, potentially go on a retreat with or room with at a convention. Like, could you, you know, would that be fun for you to spend a weekend in a hotel with said person? You know, yeah. I'm thinking of the girl that I've mentioned before who's been chatting with me. I'm like, ah, she, I would just like, like to hang out with her in real life. She seems exactly. awesome. Yes. So that's always a good indicator. Whereas, and I, I mean this in a tasteful way, 
I think in the beginning of my business, I was like anyone, everyone. And I almost went for like people that I thought would be easy to sign up. Yeah. I, it sounds really strange, no, I, but no, I'm just being really candid. And what happened is a lot of those people did sign up, but then I wasn't really the best fit to help them. They didn't really stick around. It was kind of like an in and an out type of you know yeah. transaction. And I'm like, this isn't what I want. And so I started talking to people that kind of scared me. People that yeah. I was like, oh, I'm like reaching out to my awesome former coworker or yeah. I'm reaching out to my chiropractor or you know, mm-hmm. my my neighbor who's a doctor. Like I just started to like talk to people who like just felt like had a level of quality that would really take this seriously. And um, that really started to change my business and fast. Yeah. I would also, then I showed up differently too. And that's exactly right. I always told my, uh, you know, my team and my leaders and stuff that like you, the, the quality of person that like who you become is the type of quality of the person that you will attract. What am I trying to yeah. say? Yeah. You know what I mean? But it's like, if you have this mindset of, you know, let's, let's just anyone and everyone like you were talking about. And I yeah. can totally relate to that. I did the exact same thing. Like I, I remember being like, very like, Oh, you only have to submit this amount, right? You only <laughs> have to blah, blah, blah. Versus the, like, look how much you can make. Like, look, let's think about like, if anything was possible, what would you want your life to look like? Right. Yes. There's two totally different conversations. And I think even today, you know, it's, I don't want to say it's easier, but I do think people are more open to those additional streams of income and like direct sales or social retail and all that. And people yeah. are more open to it versus when you and I started, it was like kind of, I don't want to say taboo, but it was kind of like, oh, what is this thing? Yeah. You know, like it's like, and so you really had to like overcome all of these like mindset roadblocks to, to be confident with that invitation. Yeah. And, and recognizing, hey, it has helped me. So there could be someone out there that it could help as well. But I think, yeah, like thinking about, I, like you said, you don't want to like dismiss people who it could benefit that maybe aren't your like ideal lead. But I also think it's really a good idea to maybe even make a list of those qualities. Like who are the kinds of people? Like what characteristics, what traits, yes. you know? Yes. Would they have, would you want to work with? Because I even saw recently you went to, um, was it Hawaii? I think yeah. you went on that incentive trip, right? And you were able to like travel with one of your leaders. Like yeah. how cool is that? Tell about okay. that experience. Yeah. Oh, that was so cool. And she would, that was Katie. She's one of my top leaders. And, you know, she, she is someone who was a quality conversation and we, we grew up together, but we hadn't chatted in a very long time. And we had, we, we were actually talking about this in Hawaii. She was like, Molly, you were asking me about like baby sleep tips. And I recommended a book for you. And then you told me that you bought the book. And she's like, when you told me that you bought that book, I felt so honored. And I felt like, Oh, Molly, like really cares about me. And she like went out and bought that book. And then shortly, you know, shortly after that, she signed up to actually become a, a business building coach. And it's just, yeah, it's funny. She was a quality conversation that led to something more with really no expectation. I was like, I, Hey, help. You can help my baby sleep. Like teach me what you're right. Know. Yeah. And she went on to earn an incentive trip. And, you know, yeah. it's kind of like that quote from the beginning we were talking about, like, if you help enough other people, 
have success, you will be blessed as well. Right. And I mean, that's the perfect example of it. Mm -hmm. One other thing I just want to say on this topic of like scarcity and like Becky said, like you only have to pay this much or this is the minimum order. Like, uh, like one, uh, we don't really like that. Right. But I mean, we've all probably done things like that, just not knowing, but like, don't assume like you have to just go in with a discount. Like in our business, we have like a discount coach, they'll call it, or like, you know, um, someone who just wants to sign up to get the discount. And I find that a lot of partners will lead with that. And I'm like, why are you leading with the discount? Lead with the, the, with the business opportunity and like what you can do with this instead of just like, well, you can get a discount. Like there, there's a, that's a completely different conversation and you can get a discount does not make someone feel like a leader at all. It makes them feel like you're trying to make a sale, but you know, I can see you being really good at this because of X, Y, Z. Here's what I think this could do for you specifically. And painting that picture of belief for them and why you think they could specifically do this with you. That's a, it's a totally different feeling and it goes so far. So yes, totally agree. Totally agree. Becky, you've, you've created a lot of real life relationships, like in person. I love the, the yogurt lab example or wherever you were about the gal who worked there. What else have you done to build in real life and the importance of real life versus solely virtual? Cause this is coming up a lot too. Yeah. Yeah. So I think kind of coming back to that concept of quality people, uh, a couple of things I've done through the years is there was a local like women's networking event Mm -hmm. uh, that I went to and I went to it with the intention of I'm not trying to hand out my business card, right? I'm not trying to get something from it. I'm trying to connect because I, just like we talked about before, I don't have any idea what can come from this, you know, where these connections can lead. It might be that someone in that room connects me with someone that had nothing to do with that event, you know? And so, um, yeah, so I've done stuff like that. Uh, I have had some local leaders on occasion. And so we would like go to coffee or go to dinner or lunch, you know, and just try, you know, again, not trying to coach them, but just to kind of continue to nurture that relationship. Uh, I've also, same thing when I have a prospect or someone that is local to me, I've done play dates or, you know, coffee dates. And I feel like when you're in person or even on video, you know, or, or even a voice clip, like I do voice clips a lot. I just like when people can hear your voice and they can see face. And even if you're like, I don't have anyone local, well, go to the park, (laughs) you know, like you have kids and and I'm not saying go to the park with your kids and immediately walk up to somebody, (laughs) but I think recognizing that, you know, anywhere that you go could be a potential opportunity for you. And it's, and again, it's not a potential opportunity for you to like have a transaction, but there could be somebody who needs a transformation that you come in contact with. And more than anything nowadays, I think ever since like COVID and just people being trapped at home, they're craving that experience. They're craving that community and that connection. And so even people that you may know locally, like a neighbor or a friend or someone at your church, you, they might be someone who you might look at 
and prejudge and think, oh, they would never do something like this because they don't need the money or maybe they're healthy and in shape or whatever. When the reality is maybe they are craving community, you know, or craving, mm -hmm. like you even said, something for yourself. You're very successful, you know, had a career, but yeah. yet you were open to the opportunity. And so mm -hmm. I think, you know, just recognizing that we don't really know what other people are walking through. And if we can be a light, you know, to other people to in our community on social media and just show up and share from a place of service, the sales will always follow. Yeah, totally. I think that's so, so good. And, you know, I've, I've heard someone say this and I was like, no, I disagree. And everyone can have their own opinion on this, but someone was saying, you know, I can connect with so many more people behind my screen or on my phone, right. On social yeah. media, you know, so many more people faster than I can in real life. Yes. Agree. You can do more faster <laughs> online, right. Cause it's right. like, there's a lot of people out there and I'm not saying you shouldn't do that, but the weight of an in-person meeting or a walk or a coffee date or, you know, whatever, mm -hmm. or like Becky going to that event and just forming real life connections, book mm -hmm. clubs, you know, yeah. like play dates, um, mops groups, stroller strides. There's like so many different right. things that you could be involved in those. You remember those people, right? You remember their face. You remember mm -hmm. their energy, how they made you feel. Yeah. Um, I recently had a gal, she works at a chiropractor that I go to and she's like, Molly, your energy is so good in person. And I was like, well, thank you. And I'm like, is it not good online? <laughs> I was like, no, it's good online. I just think it's better in person. And I was yeah. like, it is, it is. Cause I'm like, I can yeah. really be me in person. And I, I try to do that online too, but it's like, I think we all yeah. are just a little bit different behind a screen you know, as much as we're trying to be just authentic. And so don't miss this, you guys, especially in 2023. Like it's the, it's a part that I find a lot of direct sellers will completely miss because they don't think it's important. And they're just, they're playing a numbers game on their phone. And it's like, you will be a standout if you can get good at connecting in real life and making people feel like a million bucks in real life. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, recently, uh, Monique and I, we did a training for an organization in another direct sales company. And the leader, it was so interesting to me because she was like one of the top in the entire company. And I, you know, because by nature, right, I like background check, like Facebook stalked, all the things, right? I like look this person up and I'm like, oh, she's like, I don't even know what she does by looking at her social media yet she is at the top of the company and so when we were talking with her about this she said it was all about relationships she said it came down to now of course she's acknowledged you know I need to work on my social media right like she was like I've been in this for a lot this game a long time and I know that's something I need to work on yeah but she said but what got me to where I am today was my willingness to connect and share and take the time to, you know, now her kids are older, but when they were little, she said, I would take my kids to like play dates or whatever, and just make connections and, you know, form relationships. And then some of those people, just like you said, like the people that you want to do life with become, it's becomes this natural, you know, opportunity for you to share because you are excited about your business and your products and how they're changing your life. So you would naturally want to share them with someone yeah. you care about. Right. And so, and it's easier, it's easier to share when there's a connection. So much. 
Yeah, that's that's so good. And I, I'll share the story because it goes right along with this and then we can jump into the lightning round. But um, I've had some of my partners and like people in the industry, even broader industry, say things like, you know, people join me and then they cancel. They join me and then they cancel. It's like a quick kind of like an in and out transaction, which isn't what we want, right? And my feeling on it is that there's not a, there's not a real relationship built, right? Mm-hmm. It's, yeah, maybe there's something in common with season of life. Like they, they paid to join, right? And so they're kind of in, right. in the, they've joined you, but then they leave right away. Where, yeah. Whereas if you have a real life connection built, or if you're like this mom at the park who you're seeing consistently and you're chatting about things or you know, you get to know their spouse and there's your spouses become friends or whatever. It's a completely different level of trust. And putting in that cancellation form is not nearly as likely to happen. But if you're just, a, you know, a quick transaction from an Instagram following, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, this isn't that important to me. Cancel. Yeah. So really making people feel like humans that they are mm-hmm. instead of just like, transactional selling on social media. I think yeah. it's, I think it's a game changer. And I think we're going to continue to see the industry kind of almost go back to that. I think so. this, this like virtual game, it's not a game, but this <laughs> like virtual stuff is, yeah, it's not always the most effective. No. Well, this, when you were saying that it reminded me of a quote or like a formula that everyone needs to like tattoo on their arm yeah. and it's Relationships plus results equals yes. re- so like if someone if you have one sec, relationship- you cut out a second Becky relationship plus results equals retention correct yeah yeah so it's like you know if you have that relationship and that connection they'll be more committed right to the team to the goal to the business but if they're getting results then they're going to be even more committed and way less likely to want to walk away and they'll stay significantly longer, if not forever. Right. Yes. And you can, you can create these real life connections, no matter if you are in a very rural area or a big city, like we need to debunk that too. Cause people say, well, I I live in a rural area. Yeah. So what? Like, you know, (laughs) I grew up with a town of 400 people and you know, like, you, you create it wherever you are. And if it's with one other person, awesome. But that one can become two and two can, can become three. And that's how it starts. Like that's how your impact starts. So I love it. Um, all right, Becky, lightning round. What is your, the biggest mistake you made when it comes to building relationships and creating trust? Mm. Oh, Uh, so this is like kind of hard for me to want to admit, but I can remember when I was, you know, in, when I was with Pampered Chef and I was a leader and, um, you know, at that point I had kind of let things, I think, get to my head a little bit. And one of my leaders down in my organization, I had heard she was saying some things not so kindly about her upline. And instead of approaching this, I think from a, like, let's, you know, sit down in a calm fashion, I decided to message her on Facebook, send her a voice clip in this defensive, like, sure, that is not appropriate, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, kind of almost like aggressively towards her. And I, like a couple days later, majorly regretted that. And I, I did apologize to Mm -hmm. her, um, 
because no, I don't think it was appropriate for her to be talking about her upline or whatever in the way she was, but I think I could have handled it better. Yeah. And so I think because of that, though, that leader ended up resigning not long after that. And I don't know that that was the exact reason, but I could go as far to assume that it was, you know, that she didn't feel heard or seen or, and probably like I had created this like hostile experience for her. And so after that, I remember thinking like, I need to like take a breath, you know, before I confront somebody uh, from that leadership lens of, I was just being like, in my mind, I was being protective mama bear, right? Like someone was talking about my first line person and I was like, I'm not going to allow this. But I think if I had just come from a place of like listening and learning and then just kind of sharing you know, a perspective of how it might be making her feel, you know, it would probably been received a little bit better and wouldn't have damaged that relationship. Yeah. It's like professionalism and really treating it like a business. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I would say mine is I'll go quick in early in my business, my upline had a go for no challenge happening. And it was like, you know, get to 100 no's. And with the goal of like, you know, practicing, talking to people. And I did not know how to do this at all. (laughs) I just like, I literally went and that was when I probably did the copy paste, like probably didn't use people's names, didn't give a lot of thought to it. um, Any, and I was like a hundred no's I can do this. And I definitely got them, but it's like, you know, no focus on quality. I'm like so embarrassed about it. I would never do this now or teach someone to do that. And my upline wasn't trying to teach me to do that. Like her intentions were good, but I'm like, yeah, just (laughs) quality conversations, not copy pasting stuff. (laughs) Um, Becky, best best tip for communicating in a really personal way. So communication. yeah, Yeah. So I love, I do love voice clips when you're just like, on a consistent basis, even for messaging, you know, people, but as far as like developing leaders, maybe you have someone on your team. I love the app Marco Polo. Okay. You can actually see it is like a walkie talkie app, but it's a video. And so I can't tell you how many times, you know, my, when I was developing leaders, you know, had aspiring leaders, I would be like, download this app. That's how I'm going to coach you. And I love I could see their kids or I could see their family and see their face or like if they were upset or, you know, I could see the expression face as well as mine, you know? And so I, I really enjoyed that. And I could tell a huge difference, I think in the rate at which those relationships were formed, because it was just so much more personal. I've heard about that app and I've never used it. So that's good. I think I may, I might give that a try. I would say mine is using people's names. It's a super Mm -hmm. basic tip, but it goes so far. I've heard that the, the best, the best sound that people have is the sound of their own name. And yes. I truth to that. And when people use your name, it, it means something. It means they like taking the time to know you and like yeah. use your name. So that's a very easy tip, but effective, I think. And just makes people feel good. The best tip Becky for using social media as a starting point, but then taking it a step further. Hmm. So I usually tell people, cause this is what I did is to focus on sharing your story on social media in a way that, you know, 
puts people in the position of using like you language, like they can see themselves in your story. Uh, and so, you know, a couple of thoughts on this is if they comment or interact with it, you know, or like it in any way or love it, whatever, is to send them a message and say, you know, hey, Molly, thank you so much for the love on my post. I always appreciate when people engage with my content. How are things going for you? Right. Yeah. And it's just like a simple way to start the conversation. Mm -hmm. I would echo that. And I would say responding to people's stories. Like, doesn't it feel good when you share a story and someone responds and like says something about what you yeah. just And I'm talking about like the stories, posts too, but especially when people are on stories, it's such an easy way to say like, Hey, you're, you're putting something out here. I want to respond to it. And that right. can lead to a, just a conversation or kind of some back and forth. And that's kind of, that's the point of social media is to be social. So exactly. <laughs> um, best types of in-person events or gatherings you've done, um, whether they're group or more one-on-one -on -one that have helped you build relationships. Oh goodness. I would say one of, one of my favorites for the people on your team or are like retreats yeah. or, you know, and you can even do like a virtual retreat, you know, where you have bring in like uh, guest speakers or whatever, but I have done an in-person retreat several times. And I think my favorite one was with my leaders before we got to national, you know, we were kind of this like in-between phase and several of the leaders there went on to continually promote and it, we didn't have tons of people there. There were, I think there were like seven of us, yeah. but it, we had some really intense like conversations and connections and, you know, the people that were there went on to, you know, it was just more of a connection and community and interested in the success of our organization as a whole versus just their own business. So I, I thought yeah. that was really valuable time. That's cool. Yeah, I would agree. Leadership retreats, I think, where teammates have to qualify because then you have you have a select group of people in the room that have taken it seriously. So the level of conversations is just different versus, you know, bringing anyone and everyone to those retreats. So I would say that and I like we can't underestimate if your organize if your company does a convention or oh, yeah. like get there because yeah. that's yeah. it. A, a tool and a resource that has been created for you with a ton of energy and fun. And it's like, yeah. I don't, I don't miss those live events because it's such oh. an easy way to connect with your entire team. Yes. Um, and then the last thing that I would, the, the last one I would say is connecting with people's spouses. So Steve, um, he has his own full-time job, but he's always been very invested in my business and just like learning about it and what's happening. And so, and we've found that when we collectively as a couple can connect with, um, said partner and her spouse or partner, it all like, it adds a level of, oh, wow, this is like, they take this seriously together. We should do that too. Mm -hmm. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'm not saying that partner has to be like posting to social media or whatever, <laughs> but just the fact that they're, they have someone in the home then who gets it and who's like, yeah, yeah, yeah hun, go work on this. Um, yeah. taking time to get to know someone's spouse and talking to them about the business mm -hmm. and just their life. That's huge too. So yes. well, if they, you want them to be supportive and yeah. events or be okay with you going to them, 
when they're, I know for my husband, anytime he's gone to stuff, it's the same thing. Like he loves getting to connect with people that maybe he's known through the years. He gets excited to go on those events too and excited when I earn them. And so I think, yeah, it can definitely create that um, support system at home when they're, you know, they're excited, right. To be a part yeah. of what the company has to offer. Totally. Becky, I could talk to you all day about this. I love it. <laughs> um, there's, like, there's so much, so much to talk about, but hopefully this gives our listeners just some insight into how to go deeper. And on it, the cool thing about this is it becomes a lot more fun and meaningful when you yeah. learn how to do this and you practice it and you have fun with it. Yes, I totally yeah. agree. It's been fantastic. And I'm just going to continue to cheer you on and your organization. Oh, you so I'm much. like you're doing some incredible things. I can tell you're, I feel like every day you're posting a new, you know, celebration post for someone on your team, which I mean, that's what it's all about, right? Like helping yeah. other people achieve yeah. success and build the business and life of their dreams. So yeah. And Becky, where can our listeners find you? Yes. So they can follow me on Instagram, Becky.Baxter or on Facebook. They can find me there as well. And we do actually have a free community for network marketers and direct sellers. Uh, So we can put that in the show notes for anyone who wants to jump in there as well. Awesome. And so okay. what about, I want to make sure where can oh, people yeah. connect with you. In, Instagram is probably the best place at molly.asplin. Um, and then the dream of do it podcast, you know, like we're listening, yep. like I have a podcast. You have, what's your podcast called? Socially selling with Becky Baxter. Socially selling with Becky Baxter. So, and Becky's got a lot of good, like tangible tips on just that. So you guys can learn a lot from her for sure. Awesome. You guys, thanks for tuning in and we'll see you next week. I just wanted to take a minute to say thank you for listening to my podcast today. One way to spread the word and share what you've learned today with others is just to simply take a screenshot, post it on your social platforms, and don't forget to tag me. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the world to me if you would leave a five-star review on whatever platform that you're listening to this episode on. As always, I appreciate your love, support, and encouragement. I'm cheering you on, friend.